Hey everyone, welcome to the Landlord Association podcast. I'm your host, George Gao. This is a podcast by the landlords and for the landlords in the greater Houston area. We'll discuss tips, strategies, techniques to help our listeners to be more educated and ultimately become more successful rental property owners and investors. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 29. Today we have Evan Trinidad, president and co-founder of Torley. What's Torley, you might ask? Uh, Torley is a new startup company that helps busy real estate agents with showings and open houses and also provide extra income for other agents who have time and looking to do some side hustles. It's almost like an Uber Lyft concept, but for real estate showings. Some brief background on Evan, he was born and raised in Austin, Texas and has a bachelor degree in finance from UT Austin Macomb School of Business. He co-founded Torley with Robert Johnson back in 2019. So I'll let Evan tell you more about the company and what they do. And if you want to learn more about Torley, I'll include the social media information and the website in the show notes. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Evan Trinidad. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the uh, Landlord Association podcast. Hi, George. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm really excited to be able to talk with you about everything about Torley. Great. Um, you know, uh, I joined Torley uh, probably a couple months ago now. and um, you know, I, it's a really interesting concept. You know, I'm a I'm a real estate agent myself, and uh, you know what you guys are doing in the marketplace is it's really uh, interesting idea. So, um, before we get into Torley, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you get what you did before starting Torley? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I'm a local Austinite, born and raised, grew up in Northwest Austin. I moved a really far distance away from home to go to college, moved about seven and a half miles from my mom's house to West Campus to go to the University of Texas at Austin. I graduated from UT with a degree in finance. Straight out of college, I went into the personal financial planning and wealth management world, working as a financial advisor. And I was there for a bit of time. and. Through that, I had been networking with a lot of other UT graduates, and one of the people I ended up meeting named Martin, he was the one who introduced me to Robert. We used to go get a beer every now and then to catch up. He was almost like a mentor to me. And one of the times we were meeting up, he introduced me to Robert because Martin was the advisor for Tourly, the startup. And so he was kind of advising me on how to create a startup. And Rob started telling me about kind of the concept, the idea, and what he wanted to do. And so I had immediately fallen in love with the idea. It was something that I thought was going to be great. And so Rob and I started working together, meeting almost every day to really flesh out the idea, kind of grow it. You know, at the beginning, it was just a concept. You know, it wasn't even on paper. There was no business plan. There was no pitch deck. And we had been building it, and once we got to the stage where we felt like we could start putting it into development, we had software developers start building it, and once and it, it's been growing ever since. So that's that's pretty much my background is you know finance in Austin, and got lucky enough that I got the chance to meet Rob, and then fate kind of aligned for us to be able to build what we did. Okay, sounds good. That's. You know, a lot of startups starting garages and yeah, parents' basements, and yeah, you know, it's always starting small. So it's a good story. So tell us about Tori. What is it? You know, who is it for? You know, 
um, and uh, just give us the you know the pitch on what's Tourly about. Yeah, so Tourly is a showing partner service. We are proud to be able to say that we're the largest showing partner here in Texas with thousands of agents across the whole state. And what it does is it allows for real estate agents who might not have the time because they're really busy to have other agents go show their clients homes. So, you know, for example, you might have two clients on the same day that want to see a home at the same time, or you've got a kid's soccer game, birthday party, you might be out of town and your client still wants to see this home. And rather than having to find someone on your team or in your brokerage or going into a Facebook group where you might have to pay a couple hundred bucks or if it's on your team, you might have to share the commission with them. You can come on the Tourly and pay $30 a house and one of our Tourly guides will go show the home for you. And what's great is it allows for these Tourly guides to get an extra income. So this is something that I empathize with a lot when I would start out because I, as a financial advisor, it's also a 100% commission job. You're building a book of business. You've got to stay in it for a while to really be successful. And so uh, when we were building too early, we saw some stats. And one of them was that 46% of all real estate agents in the nation make less than $25,000 a year. And, you know, some of this is due to a lot of realtors do it part time. They might be retired, still doing real estate on the side. Some do it in college to go help show students apartments. I had a lot of friends that did that, but we realized that there's a big need for supplemental income. A lot of people that ended up joining Julie that we were speaking to were already driving for Uber on the side, working as a waiter or waitress, bartending on the weekends when they didn't have to go show clients because they needed some way to make rent. And Julie allows for them to earn this supplemental income while getting to use their skill set. So it, it helps both sides of the agents. So the agents that are performing insanely well and the newer agents that need that supplemental income. So we basically are able to help all sides of agents and we can connect the two parties. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a sorely needed service in the marketplace. Um, so, you know, the, as we get into gig economy, you know, we have the uh, Lyfts and Ubers and people can just use mm-hmm. the car to, you know, provide service on their spare time. Um, are these people kind of same concept? Are, are they your employees? Um, are they just independent contractors? And They're, sign up is it, can anybody sign up, or do you have to have a real estate license? To sign so up? you you have to be a licensed realtor. So they they are all independent contractors. Uh, we verify every person's real estate license. We look them up on Trek, make sure they have an active license, because as as you know, you need that active real estate license to open the doors. And a lot of times, even more so than that, you need to be registered with the Board of Realtors in whatever city you're in to have access to Supra in that city. So, yes, everybody that is a Truly Guide is a licensed realtor. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and you mentioned a couple of uh, use cases, you know, people who can't can show uh, a home or open house. Um yeah, and what what is what are some of the questions that an agent should ask before they post a tour uh, on on Tourly? What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, and and, and I don't I don't know if this for every occasion. Um, do they need to be concerned? Make sure uh, 
a certain time period is eight nine, nine to five or can they only post in certain locations or how do they know that that tour is eligible i guess um i mean any any tour is eligible we don't set any limits on obviously in the state because we're only operating in the state of texas right now so as long as you're in texas i mean we see tours sometimes to get posted in cities i've never even heard of you know some of these smaller cities outside of the big cities like houston dallas fort worth we see a lot of that because that's sometimes it's an hour-long drive we have a lot of uh, realtors that really love us because we save a commute for them you know they they don't want to have to drive an hour just to get to fast drop from Austin, whereas we have guys that live five minutes down the street from the houses that these clients want to see. So there aren't really any constraints in terms of what can and can't be posted as long as it's in Texas. We typically have a guide somewhere close to it or someone that is willing to drive out to go do it. Yeah. Can the home, can the home be vacant or uh, have somebody? Um, it, it, or? it can be both. So right right now, when someone posts the tour, they've already confirmed that appointment with the listing agent of the house, so the guide doesn't have to worry about that. We are implementing a feature where the hiring agent, the one that schedules these tours, can request that the guide schedules the appointment because that's something that's time-consuming for the hiring agent. They don't want to take the time to schedule it. They don't need to. And so they can pay a bit extra to pay the guide to schedule the home for them. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's really enables agents to take on more listings. You know, you might know somebody who, uh, needs your service in Austin, but you're in Houston, but now, you know, you can hire somebody who is on a trusted site and you know, this agent can help you, you don't have to give the listing to somebody else and you can keep that list and, uh, just have somebody else show it for you. Yeah, exactly. We have, we have some of our hiring agents that have scheduled tours in all four of the major cities in Texas, so Austin, San Antonio, DFW, and Houston. They've, they've put tours up in all four of those because they've now, they have the ability to not have to drive between cities just by using Tourly. Yeah, gotcha. And and same thing on the other side, when they, before an agent takes uh, a tour, um, I guess it's first, first come, first serve? Is that yes, it's, it's first come first serve and there's we don't set any requirements. We don't force anybody to pick up tours. There's no, hey, you have to do five tours a month to stay on our platform. It is a work when you want similar to Uber. And they when the tour gets posted, they can see all the details. They see the time, the date, the number of houses, the addresses for all of them. So they know whether or not they want to pick it up and they have the ability to set a radius as well from anywhere. 10 to 50 miles based on their location. So they know that anything they see is going to be where they want to work. So they never have to, they don't pick up a tour and be like, Oh my God, like this is in a different city. So they, they see all the details before they decide whether or not they want to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, uh, and then, and I guess it also tells them the, how to access the home. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So there's an area with general information. So it'll, whether it's a Supra that they just go on their phone or if it's an actual combination lockbox, uh, if there's an alarm code that needs to be de-armed when they go in the house, there's a, a section for general information. Yeah. Well, somebody do have a problem, you know, when, when I go to showings and things like that, sometimes, you know, they, they give the wrong combo code or, um, you know, somebody's they're locked out. 
do they call you or do they call the the agent who's posted the tour? Yeah, so there's a messaging part of our app where they can message the hiring agent once they pick up the tour. So 99.9% of the time, like we see that they don't really use the messaging part for anything other than exchange and contact information. So anything that comes up, they either the hiring agent reach out, reaches out or the guide will reach out to the hiring agent. We've had times where the hiring agents reached out to say, hey, if you're available, do you mind showing an extra home? You know, my client decided at the last minute that they wanted to see another home and then they reach out to us because right now there's no way for them to manually add it. So we, we settle out, we pay the guide extra and we invoice the hiring agent for that. That's great flexibility. They, they can yeah. get in, in. And I think, you know, real estate is one of the things you, you always have to be on your toes. Um, exactly. That's, that's something that we learned when we started making, building this platform, like now that it's operating that there's a lot of things we need to update and we're putting a big chunk of money into a bunch of updates and optimizations to make it more streamlined and efficient where so they don't have to be calling. We don't have to do all this back and forth to make sure everything goes. It can all be done through this platform. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I think messaging is key. I mean, anything, whether it's one of those, uh, buy and sell websites or, uh, you know, taxis, it's key to have a messenger. That's great. Yeah. That, that's something that we tell our guides when we do these Zoom calls is that, I mean, the most important thing is just communication. You know, if anything comes up, you have anything that you need, just reach out to the hiring agent. Never go in with any questions. You know, always, they, they want to hear from you. Like they, because they, these are their clients. They want to make sure that their clients are getting the best service possible. So we always just say, hey, reach out. They love to hear from you. They want to, you reach out saying, hey, is there anything else I need to know? Like, they love that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, speaking of clients, uh, I know, you know, agents are always looking for new clients. And uh, is this one of the, you know, opportunity for the tour guys to, to get a, to get clients? Or um, how, how does confidentiality for that for that works? So every tour really guy that's on our platform is under a very strict non-solicitation agreement. So there is, it's, yeah, there's no possible way that they're allowed to go and try to solicit this client for anything. You know, it's not just, hey, I want to be the one that takes you on these home. I want you to be my client. They can't say, oh, I've got a friend in mortgage lending. I've got a friend that does this. How about like, I refer you to this person or I do this myself. So there, it, it goes as far as that. You can't even ask for referrals from them because the higher edge is the one that should be getting, you know, referrals from their clients. So we make sure that there is no possible solicitation of any type of service at all. Right. You're, you're, so, you're, you're there solely on behalf of the, the listing agent or the. Exactly. Post the tour. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's good to keep in mind. You know, I think, you know, people, um, you know, might get the wrong impression and think they can go out and solicit a client, but this is really to, uh, to help out the, you're there to open doors and, uh, help out the post, the person who posted the uh, listing, but yeah, not for soliciting clients. That's the important thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a lead generation service. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and, uh, so let's get into price. Are all the tours, uh, set in the same price or is it based on distance or how does it work? So we set a minimum price that the hiring agents have to pay that the guides get 
$25 minimum per house. So the higher needs have the ability to raise that bid. Let's say it is farther out of the way or it's last minute and they want to make sure. I mean, we've seen tours, they get posted 30 to 45 minutes from the expected start time. They put that request in and they get picked up. They get picked up within a couple of minutes. And but we do, they have the ability to raise that bid. So sometimes if it's farther away and they don't know if we might be able to have a guy that's right then and there and someone might have to take the time to drive out there, they'll raise it to 40, 50 bucks a house instead. Wow. So. Yeah. What's the highest you've seen? Uh, I think probably 50. Most of our tours do get picked up at that $25 minimum baseline just because we have so many guides across the whole state that there typically is someone right there and everybody wants to use it. So they, everybody wants that extra income. So we see tours get picked up over 50% of the time. They're picked up in a minute or less. Wow. And about yeah. 80% of the time, it's under five minutes. So Right. I mean, that's been my experience, you know. Uh, when I was seeing, I got an email notice right away. Uh, as mm -hmm. and I, you know, he said somebody posted a tour. If, you know, if I, I'm busy, I don't check in within five minutes, it's, it's gone. You know, so... Um, yeah, and and and, then I, and that's by design. You know, that's the way this platform works. Is we got to make sure that our paying customers, our hiring agents, that they have the best possible experience. Like, always compare it to Uber. When you're going to request an Uber to go somewhere, you don't want it to take ten minutes to find you a driver. You're sitting there like, okay, why is this taking? Like, you push that button, and typically they find someone in your area within a, a minute to come pick you up. So. That's the we, we want to make sure, especially because we are seeing times where these tours are only 30 minutes away from when it got requested. We want to make sure that these are picked up as fast as, fast as possible. Good, good. And um, had there been any issues so uh, just in terms of people not showing people took a tour but didn't didn't show up at the door? Um, the, the only issue that we've really had. Is, the only issue that we've really had is sometimes a guide picks up the tour and then immediately drops it because they weren't paying attention to the details and then they just wanted to accept it as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. but luckily, we're every time that that's happened, we've been able to get that tour filled within a couple minutes anyways, because sometimes they pick it up and drop it so fast that people that go to check their email two minutes later, it's it's already back on the board for them to, to see. So, Gotcha. So the... The, the person who posted doesn't have to repost it. It just becomes available. It, it, it just goes right back to the board, yeah. But we that's something that we've been doing when we're talking in these Zoom meetings now is making sure like, hey, this is something we don't want you guys doing. If, if you're going to pick up a tour and see that it's 40 miles away and drop it, just lower your radius to 10 or 20 miles so you don't even see these. You know, you know that this is already within that 10 to 20 mile radius so you can click it without necessarily having to look at it if you really want to pick it up that fast but we we really emphasize look at the details of the tour make sure you're available and obviously tours that are scheduled a week in advance we understand things might come up and that's it, that goes back to what i was talking about earlier it's just communication reach out to the hiring reach out to us we have thousands of guides we can get that filled like let's say you pick up a tour today and it's not until next saturday and during the week next week you find out that your own client wants to go see a house at that time, just reach out to us. We'll we'll sort it out. We'll get it fixed. We understand things come up. We understand emergencies happen. Right. Yeah. So um, 
so a tour can be canceled, I guess, if, if it does get picked up and you just work with the, the person who kind of, the tour guy who does pick that up and says, hey, something changed, the client didn't show up and, you know, just tell them that, don't go to the house, right? Yeah, if, if the client no-shows, like let's say, because the hiring agent does have the option to cancel the tour on their end as well. Um, that rarely happens because a lot of times the clients want to see the house, but sometimes the client changes their mind or they want to see different houses that rarely happens. But there's been, I think one or two cases where the client just ended up not showing up. Like they must have forgot the day of our, our guides still get paid for that. If they take the time to go out to that house, that client doesn't show up. They still get paid. Yeah, that's great. I think, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but you know, like I said, especially on the, some of the, some of the customer can be a little finicky. So uh, yeah, it's good that um, I think, you know, we have the understanding that somebody drives out there for 35 minutes and exactly and take the time to show the uh, house and they should get paid. Um, exactly. Effort. So good. Um, so, you know, you talk about, you know, Houston by itself had 25,000 real estate. <laughs> it's yeah. A big, big market. How have you seen the response so far in the marketplace? And you said, you know, most of the tour get picked up within five minutes. Have you seen more and more agents sign up for your service? Uh, yeah, I mean, we we stopped our big marketing pushes because we had so many sign up that at this point was okay. We got to focus on bringing on more hiring agents to make sure there are more tours available. But we still see a lot of people sign up every day just by word of mouth, and obviously it, it grows basically the different cities are kind of relative to the amount of realtors in there. So we have our most business and our most guides and hiring in Houston, in Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, just because that's kind of how the general population works. Um, but yeah, it, it's impressed us. We, we knew we were building something that people liked. We had gotten a lot of feedback from realtors while we were building it and said, yeah, I'd love to use this. We'd love this. We didn't expect to have thousands of people sign up within a month. You know, it, it, it blew us away. We, we grew faster than we expected, which is a great problem to have, but it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Like we've, we've seen a lot of people sign up. We work every day trying to make sure we can get everybody on board that signs up so that they can start as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys, for me, at least you guys have a, what got my attention, you know, you guys have a catchy name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and I think the sign-up process is very easy. You know, I think you guys made it very intuitive. I mean, it was done like five, 10 minutes. You guys was able to uh, confirm my real estate license and yep. sign someone on board. So that process made uh, signing up very, very, very uh, easy. So. Yeah, that was, that was one of the big things that we wanted to streamline is just that sign-up process because, you know, we don't want people to have to, we don't want a barrier for people to join it to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to take forever for me to even start. Or like, I've got to do all this information. All, all we really get is your real estate license number as well as uh, photo ID so we can confirm that it is you who signed up because obviously real estate information is public. So we don't want the instance where somebody signs up using somebody else's information. So we, uh, we always confirm somebody's information based on their driver's license. Gotcha. And the person who post tour, do they have to sign up uh, as a, their information too? Yeah, we, we verify and make sure that they are active. We've had people sign up as a hiring agent that have an expired license and that kind of confuses us. It's like, how are you 
doing your real estate business to begin with if your license is expired. So we, but we make all of our hiring agents have active real estate licenses as well. So for either side of the platform, we've got to be an active realtor. Good. That makes sense. Um, okay. So how does Tori make money? I don't, you don't have to get in specifics. Yeah. Um, but let's people understand, you know, Uber and Lyfts and Airbnb, they all kind of on a commission basis. Uh, is Tumor, Tori on a similar business model? So we we make most of our money from a subscription fee. So our hiring agents, there are a few options when they sign up. They can be on a free plan that allows them to schedule one tour a month. It's not a hard cap. They can schedule over that. They just get charged a $5 fee for every house over that. Whereas they can sign up for a subscription. You know, our, our main subscription that most people sign up for is $14.99 for 10 tours a month. And so they pay that to schedule up to 10 tours a month with that same soft cap. They can go over that. They just incur that fee. So that's where we make our money. We have it set up like that so that we can keep it cost efficient for our hiring agents as well as be able to pay our guides a good amount of money. We want, obviously, we don't, we want to pay them enough that they want to go do it. So we, we, it allows us to keep our costs low. You know, they, they can only pay 30 bucks. We pay our guys 25. That in between five basically just covers the fees that we get through. Right? We get charged a lot of transaction fees, receiving money and paying money. But most of our, most of our money comes from the subscription model. So whether it's the actual subscription or the $5 fees that people pay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that works. That, I mean, that encourage people to you know, post tours and uh, you know, give you guys a steady, kind of predictable, uh, you know, more income flow. So exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the big things uh, changed over the last. When did you guys start this? So it's it's interesting. We our website got finished and was ready to go live and start operating in at the beginning of March. Mm, so oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we had just, we had just kind of opened the doors, started getting everything going and operating right when COVID hit and immediately had to close our operation. So yeah, I guess pretty compared before and post, but, um, has, has COVID posed any concerns or challenges, uh, I, I mean, obviously, the the main challenge at the beginning was the fact that you know we as a business had to decide whether or not we wanted to be operating at the beginning of it, and you know we made the decision to pause our operations simply because we didn't know how big of a deal it was going to be. This was right in March when the lockdown orders just started, and as a brand new company, we wanted to one make sure that people. Would being safe. We wanted to ensure the safety of our guides as well as the hiring agents, clients, and the people who live in the houses. And obviously, didn't want to be known as you know this brand new company that went and got hundreds of people sick in the first couple months. So we we made the decision to pause operations until June, so that we could just kind of see where things were going. We understood that real estate had been an essential business; it was allowed to operate during that whole time. But as as a business with hundreds at the time and growing into thousands of guides across the state, we wanted to make sure that we were doing our due diligence and until the rest of the state started opening up businesses 
we put a pause on our operations, but we used that time to grow. And when we first started operating in March, we had a lot less people on our platform. And during that pause of operations, we grew to having thousands of guides across the state. So when we did reopen our doors, we've been able to do this thing where tours get picked up in a minute or less. So. Yeah, that's great. You really take advantage of this time. And mm-hmm. you guys give any guidelines to, to, you know, the tour guides, do you, do, do you say just, Hey, based on, um, you know, our recommendation, you guys should, uh, wear a face mask or anything like that. Yeah, that is a zero tolerance policy that we have. We make sure the guides, 100% zero tolerance. You have to wear a mask, whether you agree with the state mandates about it or not. You must do it. You must comply with it. If you don't want to do it, we just off the platform until COVID is gone. We don't ban you for life, but we, if you if you don't want to comply, whether you just don't believe it or you know you have a medical reason why you can't wear a mask, you just say, "Hey, we have to put your account on pause until this goes away," and we make sure that our hiring agents have that same expectation for their clients. Their clients must wear a mask. If the client, and this hasn't ever come up, but if their client were to show up and say, I'm not wearing a mask, our guide has the right to say, I'm not opening the door for you, I'm going home. So safety, safety is our big concern. We, we want to make sure everybody's following the state mandates and everybody's being safe. Great. Yeah, I know. Um... Governor Abbott has come out with um, you know, gradual opening plans uh, over the mm-hmm. next months and, you know, trying to put, open the economy back up. I guess, you know, the same thing for you guys. As, as the state changes their uh, guidance, you guys will uh, follow along. Is that the plan? Yeah, and, and we'll also look at it from a business perspective. If we, if we still believe, even though a state mandate about not wearing masks disappears, but we still, as a business, believe that we'd be putting people at risk, we might still enforce that. However, we typically tend to follow what the law is. So state mandate, as long as we have the mandate for a mask, that's a guarantee. You have to wear a mask. So. That's great. Yeah. I think uh, at least, you know, all the places I've been to is pretty much standard now. And yeah. You go to, um, you know, I think Harris County is very, pretty strict and, and, and most people are, are pretty observant uh, on uh, following the guidelines. So I think it's a great. exactly this so okay great i mean it sounds like you guys are doing well uh you know you guys are definitely uh become more known in the marketplace and, and like you said mm-hmm. there's thousands of agents i'm just in houston alone uh let's talk about Tori. on who's on your team and uh, i know you guys have a couple of founders and do you guys have a separate marketing team or you guys just kind of do it all yourself yeah so so rob and i are the two co-founders of truly our team changes pretty often. Um, most of our team is people that we outsource. So marketing, we work with a marketing company, our software development, we work with a software development company. When we need people, we, when we've needed people for certain jobs, we typically hire on part-time contractors, you know, as a startup, as a growing company, we've got to keep things very lean. So Rob and I pretty much oversee everything. We work in all the different teams helping out but the team is always changing and it's going to be growing over the next couple of months as we start to expand out of texas we obviously are going to need to hire on full-time employees but right now a lot of the team that works with julie are outsourced 
companies that we work with marketing or software development and all that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially in the beginning, just founders kind of just wear many hats. And, uh, exactly. I yeah. So I've, I've learned how to do marketing. I've learned something that I'm trying to be better about learning about is the software development part. We speak to them about, you know, all these changes and they're talking about code and it's, it's like they're speaking a different language. So <laughs> that's, that's been one of the new things that I've, I've learned a bit more about is all the software development because it, it is a completely different language. Yeah, no, that's a rabbit hole. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you may or may not want to go down. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you guys have any investors in the business or is it mostly just, you guys just, you know, Yes. Yeah. We, we have investors. We have a board mostly made up of, of lawyers, which is always fun when we're talking to guides. They're like, yeah, don't mess up because our board is made fully of lawyers. You know, and we make a joke about that. Um, but yeah, we, we've had investors and that's what helped us grow. That's helped us put money into software development. Most of the investment has gone into software development because that's really the main thing as a startup tech company. The infrastructure so yeah no i mean i think based on everything i've seen i mean you guys done a great job with the, everything from the website to kind of the um you know uh, the tours and the hard posters so I, you guys done a great job with that um and then i guess you know i where do you, where do you see tori going if, you know you guys have done a great job in texas you mentioned going to other states uh, yeah, you guys think about adding other functionalities or what? What's in the works? Yeah, so obviously our our big goal is being nationwide. That's one of the big things. We want to be in all fifty states. We are also adding a lot of optimizations. I mentioned earlier the ability for the hiring agent to request that the guides schedule the homes. We're bringing out a part of the platform that will be under the name of Tourly Assistant. It'll still be under the main site Tourly, and that will allow for the hiring agents to request other services, whether it be, hey, can you go drop off this sign, pick up this sign, put this lockbox on the door? Can you stand in an open house for me? Because we see these requests already coming in. We've seen people post a three-house tour where it's the same address and then the general information is, hey, this is an open house that I need someone to stand in for me. And so we're adding features that they can request that under, like this is an open house request. This is a sign request. It's not all done under someone just scheduling a tour and calling the guy saying, hey, this is actually what the request is. I need someone to go take this check. I need someone to go put a sign in. So we're adding a whole side of the platform that will be to really assistant where they can request a lot of these other service needs that they need to build. Yeah, that's great. You know, I think you guys have a great foundation and, uh, um, and this is very, I think it's a very scalable model you guys are doing. You know, I wish you guys the, the best of luck. I think, you know, um, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's a service that's definitely sorely needed. Uh, it's very oh. too. So it's great. Um, and uh, we're gonna get into our kind of our wrap up and fun segments yeah. of, of the of the podcast. So, do you have any? Uh, you're a young guy. Do you guys have any? Uh, you know, morning routine. You guys might not. You know, they're fit, and you know, do you guys do any exercises on special diets that they have advice for other people? You know, I I wish I was doing a better job of uh, the exercise thing. I 
before COVID, one of my main sources of exercise was going to go play basketball. And that's, you know, that's not really something you can do right now. Um, been trying to get back into running. It's, it's a little harder over the summer when you either have to run at four in the morning before the sun comes up or at 9 p.m. after the sun goes down. Otherwise you're running in a hundred degree weather. But now that it's starting to cool down, definitely going to be trying to get back into that. Um, but yeah, besides that, not anything super specific under the dieting or exercise thing, but it's something that I know that I should start getting under control. You know, I, I luckily I am young, so I don't have to worry about it as much, but I'd rather build the habits now. So you guys got another 10, 20 years before you have to worry about that stuff. <laughs> so you in good shape. Um, you do, you mentioned basketball. What else do you do for fun? Uh, you know, before COVID, it was a lot of going to hang out with friends, whether it be going to a bar, hanging out at a friend's place. Now it's a bit virtual. We do more Zoom happy hours. We'll play party games online. Um, a, a big sports person, so watching a lot of yeah. basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport to watch and play. So, yeah, watching. I've pretty much watched almost every NBA playoff game that has happened, which has been fantastic it's been a great year for basketball um and up and up until a little bit ago was you know spending time with uh my girlfriend and her dog but she moved to lubbock for med school so now we'll watch netflix over facetime where we click the play button at the same time and facetime each other while we watch a netflix show or movie that's an interesting idea that's a that's a good yeah it's been it's been nice to be able to do that (laughs) good gotta be creative yeah a favorite book or or um, a podcast you guys listen to? Anything like that? Uh, haven't done much reading. We listened when we we went on a camping trip into Lincoln National Forest in New Mexico over Labor Day, and driving down there and back from Lubbock, we listened to the Smart List podcast with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett. Um, it was really enjoyable. They have other guests like Will Ferrell, Robert Downey Jr., Seth Rogen, McCarthy. And so that was, it's just a funny podcast to listen to. Um, and seeing movies is another big thing. We went uh, and saw Tenet, which was a fantastic movie. It was a cool movie scene experience because we went in Lubbock and obviously movie theaters are finally opening up at smaller capacities, but we had the entire theater to ourselves. We got to watch a movie on the giant screen with nobody else really in the room. There's yeah. no line for the bathroom when you get out. It was it was a really fun yeah, movie I experience, know. and it was a fantastic movie. Highly recommend Tenet. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think if you're if you're brave enough, now it's time to do go see things. You know, if you yeah, go, and we we were a little you know where we make sure we're wearing a mask. We were like, I wonder how. Hopefully it's not packed. If it is packed, we weren't going to go see it, but we had pretty much the whole theater to ourselves. So there wasn't really a concern. Yeah. Nice. Um, so lastly, before we end, how, how do people find out more about Tour Uh So we have social media on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook that you can follow. We're getting back in. As we're going back national, have to start remarketing again because we kind of put a pause in our marketing while we were focused purely on operations. We grew so fast, um, but we'll be posting a lot of updates on our social media, and that's really the main way to find 
more about truly. Um, yeah. I'll add this. I'll add your web address to the our show notes too. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I, I we can I can send you links to our social media if you want to follow those as well. Yeah, no, that'll be helpful. Thank you so much, Evan, for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. Great. Take care. You too.